Hello, and welcome to Lunch with Lee. I'm your host, Shane Lee. Today on the show, Tim Gilbert, an Australian journalist across television, radio and press, best known as a sports presenter with the Nine Network. He's hosted both the 2012 London Olympics and the 2010 Vancouver Winter Olympics. Away from work, he has a love of music and is a passionate sportsman. And Kieran Gilbert, an Australian journalist currently serving as the chief political reporter with Sky News. He's worked in radio at 2UE and is a member of the Canberra Press Gallery. He holds a Master of International Studies and away from work, he's a keen cricketer playing cricket with the Mossman Career Club. Let's get started. All right, boys, we'll get started. On the show today, two brothers. First, Tim Gilbert, best known as a sports presenter with the Nine Network. Welcome, Timmy. How are you? And, and I love that, the love of music. It sounds a bit like perfect match. Where's Greg Evans and Debbie Newsom? And his younger brother, Kieran Gilbert, an Australian journalist, currently serving as the chief political reporter on Sky News. Welcome, Kieran. Shane, great to be with you, mate. How are we, boys? Our two brothers. Now, Kieran, you're, you're the youngest brother, aren't you, of six? Youngest of six, mate, yeah. And, um, and you know, like, like yourself with your, your family, very close to our siblings. I, I don't want to get too soppy too early, but, I mean, really, the, the, the family moments are the moments we live for, you know, with my own little crew with the kids and then they get together with the cousins Timmy and and co it's uh it's wonderful and coming into Christmas can't wait for that man and as the youngest of six and with I think Irish and Lebanese parents mate you're always destined to go into political journalism weren't you yeah, someone said to me at uni, Irish, Irish and Lebanese heritage, it's a wonder you're not fighting yourself. And Timmy, how was how Kieran as a younger brother? you look after him? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, Kieran came, there was five under five or five, five and under, and then I still remember the moment where mum and dad said, hey, guys, all come in, uh, because I was about you know, six and a half or something at the time, and they said, hey, we've got a surprise for you. There's another one coming. So Kieran was <laughs> Kieran came about five and a bit years, I reckon, KG, that's about right, isn't it, after Monica. He's seven years yeah. younger than me. So I was in year 12 at Patrician Brothers Fairfield when Kieran was in fifth class. So, uh, yeah, I used to hold his hand and take him to school when he was little. And when, what were the – so six boys. What were the, Five what, boys, one girl. Sorry, five boys and one girl. What was the – I know you both love your cricket. What, what, was, what was the back there cricket matches like, Tim? Oh, oh they were pretty fierce. It was, <laughs> it was interesting. And uh, being, being a – a lot younger, Kieran started to come in and play. There's, there's William, Patrick, Robert, me, and Monica came out and played a little bit as well. And then Kieran quickly uh, came into the backyard, and it wasn't long before he was better than everyone <laughs> and was smacking everyone over the fence. And Kieran, are you still playing, Max? We, we did first meet at the Mossman Career Club many moons ago. Um, you're you a talented, yeah. talented young cricketer. Yeah, mate, I, I've. Not not these days. I don't play anymore. I, I did love it. I, I love and, I'm, and you know what, Shano, I, I still love watching it. I'm a cricket tragic in the, you know the John Howard sense of the word. I just love following it. Cricket and golf are really my passions, and I find golf these days just a bit more um, manageable in terms of the family. Like you can get off at seven a.m. back by eleven, and you're free yeah. for the day. Cricket, you're locked in for the whole afternoon. So I've sort of wrapped it up. I think out of just pragmatic, fitting with the family, but also my body, mate, at the age of 45, I think it's uh, had enough as well, just quietly. Mate, I played tennis yesterday. I limped out of bed this morning, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Nick Noah. <laughs> now, Timmy, <laughs> so we first met, I think I was your first professional 
I'll say professional in loose terms, but professional interview. You would have been one of the very early ones, I reckon, by the time I'd got to television. So my career began down in, in Goulburn. I'd gone to uni sort of, you know, I don't know how I got through uni. I sort of cheated my way through uni. I got the degree, communications degree, <laughs> and I was the, the round mound of sound at Hits of Memories 2GN in Goulburn, and, and then I grew my career from there. So it, that, that was an extraordinary time, but great background. And I say this to young people these days, go and do something like that. It's a bit mm, yeah. of an adventure, but... You, you, Kieran did something similar, I'm sure he'll tell you. But, you know, John Williamson, you'd be interviewing him. Then John Fay, who was a state premier, would walk in. Then you'd you'd say, oh, the Bee Gees, uh, they're from this area. There's a possible interview with Morris Gibb. So all those early days in Goulburn, then I moved to 2UE. And I think that's where I started to – because you came in at that – period like that's early to mid 90s period yeah so we would have done an early radio interview and then definitely on the cricket show and i still remember you had one of those bmws with a roof the off yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. down at balmoral and we said uh shane just go around the corner the blonde hair was <laughs> blowing and yeah there you were dint, dint, yeah, dint, dint. mate back in the day i used to have a surfboard back then too and i couldn't surf i used to put it in i'd <laughs> take the roof off the <laughs> nothing, Z3. nothing yeah. like a prop i think oh, i wore mate. i wore sort of spectacles back then and i had clear glass in them now I have to use them. <laughs> oh, anyway, we digress. But um, so, Kieran, where's the love of, of journalism come from in, in the in the Gilbert family? Well, it's funny, you know, we we're talking about the cricket in the backyard and that sort of stuff, and I, and I'm sure you and, and Brett and Grant would have been in the back and talking, you know, test matches and all that sort of stuff. What we used to do was. Um, we, we used to have, like, you know, the list uh, of the, the test match you were going out to play and commentate it. Timmy and I <laughs> used to – we mm. used to commentate in the backyard um, every every ball, every delivery overs. I think our brothers used to get the trade bits with us after a while. But <laughs> you, used to come off, you used to come off the back steps like whispering death is holding now to <laughs> – Got him, yes. Got him. <laughs> exactly. But it was good. That was good practice from the get go. And we used to uh, send our, one of our older brothers was in London for a working holiday, and we used to send him tapes uh, once a month, our commentary of what had been going on, like little docos, the two of us together. So we've always been pretty good gibberers, to be honest. So the love of gibbering just comes naturally. <laughs> the love of, for me, politics. I, I guess it's just a bit like sport, but uh, you know, at, at a different you know a different level i mean it's probably sport for people who can't play sport and yeah. it keeps me a lot of you know a lot of um drama involved and it, that's why i've been doing it for 20 years because you, you never get bored with it mate and and was 2020 from a political landscape perspective for you anyway as a journalist was it one of the most frustrating and exciting years like talk talk me through trump and what was happening there Oh, it, it's so bizarre, honestly. It, you know, every time you think you've seen the craziest thing in 2020, <laughs> something else comes up. Like the fact, if you, I mean, I know this sounds probably sounds a bit, uh, um, you know, a throwaway remark, but I mean, the fact that Gladys Berejiklian is in a scandal of having an affair, I mean, no, no. no one would have picked that. That is just bizarre. With, so, with Dodgy Daryl. Yeah, with dodgy dazzers. So, I mean, and then you've got Trump every day. I mean, I, I think, to be honest, the Americans will welcome the fact that it gets back to a bit of normality and sure. that their president's not in the in Twitter every day acting like a pork chop. Is, is he, is he going to pardon himself? And, and can you do that? Well, look, I'm not sure he can pardon himself, but there's been a lot of talk that maybe he might be saying uh, through back channels to Biden and so on, if you want this to just go smoothly, yeah. ensure that there's a pardon coming. And to be honest, I I would think 
from Biden's perspective, from the US just for stability, it, it doesn't make Put it this way, it's not crazy to suggest that Biden would do that because you've got 70 million that voted for the bloke. If you mm. want to, that to erupt, well, then you start prosecuting. I, I Look, I think it might, would make sense just for stability in the joint to Let consider, go, yeah. at least consider a pardon for him. Yeah, we're interested to see what happens there. But so, Timmy, just um, away from the politics now, from a cricket perspective, you, uh, I remember you interviewing all the Invincibles back in, was it the late 90s? Yeah, it was it was ninety eight. So yeah. it was the fiftieth anniversary of the Invincibles, and back then there was thirteen surviving members. And it's interesting that you touch on that because if I look over the breadth of my career at one of those moments in time, and I've still got the uh, here because we're at my place, I've got mm. I've got the frames that I'll show it to you once we get off air of, of of the letters that were written by some of the those surviving members. That was one of the great yeah. works I ever did. I loved it. So I researched BBC mm-hmm. Movie Tone News. Remember, England was still on rations. So Australia yeah. went over there in 1948. Don Bradman blew out the candles on his 40th birthday at Lords, yeah. and they went through undefeated. You know, uh, you had players of the ilk of Lindwell and Miller and Neil Harvey as just a teenager yeah. with his hundred. So to get out there and interview them at the SCG that day during the Test match, and then do a two-part series on the history of the Invincibles. And these guys were emotional. They were telling stories about how they'd arrived to uh, the ground in the morning and there were people walking away because they couldn't get in. Uh, that was an extraordinary time and they all loved Brabham. You know how Brabham was a polarising figure yeah. for many, particularly early on, but not by that stage. All those guys like Sam Loxton. Ernie and, Toshak. Yeah, Ernie Toshak, mm, yep. uh, Bill Johnston, Ian Johnson, the list, Arthur Morris, the list goes on. They all loved him. And I, I've got this piece from Sir Donald Brabham. He wrote me a letter because I sent him all the VHS in those days so they could look at it. And he goes, oh, thank you for reminding Reminding me of that duck, sort of with a bit of a laugh, and he typed it and signed wow. it and put his own stamp on the envelope. Jeez, mm. amazing! And Kieran, for you, um, any, any real highlights in your interviewing career that that sort of stand out? Mate, I've been lucky to travel with our prime ministers over the last um, quarter, you know twenty years with Howard um, Rudd, Gillard, all of them uh, through yeah, twenty eight the, of them. <laughs> um, yeah, oh yeah, exactly. It's been like Italy; we've had one every week, but. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, it's been a lot of highlights. I mean, the ones that sort of jump out to me are the opportunities to throw questions at the most powerful people. I mean, like Donald Trump, Obama, George Bush. I've had mm. the opportunity to ask them, um, you know, the questions that, that I think are important at the time. Like Trump, I've, I've had a, a number of uh, opportunities there. He didn't always give us, you know, an answer wow. that I think made a lot of sense. But that's that's not a, that's not uh, unique to him. But I mean, those opportunities like that at the White House, things like that, sort of stand out. I, mate, to be honest, I, I just think it's a privilege every day to do the job I do because it's. I, I see it as an important one in the sense that you know, as journalists, we have to be the monitors, you know, yeah. hold the Australian leadership to account. And, and we seek, I know that myself and my colleagues seek to do that every day. So it is a privilege to, to do it, to show up to work. And, and as I said earlier, it's never dull, mate. In terms of presence and I suppose performance, how, how are you sort of rating ScoMo's performance so far? Because I, th- I thought he's done a pretty good job throughout the lockdown period. But what, what are your yeah. thoughts on him, how he's performing? Oh, mate, he, he I could see him being a Howard um, wow. Prime Minister Good in call. terms of longevity. Um, it, I, I said, you know, I'm saying yeah. could, I'm not saying will, because there's still 
oh, I've still got some questions as to how much um, calibre he's got in terms of, you know, does he have the, the ticker to have a crack when needed as Howard did? When By that I mean proper leadership and reform where mm-hmm. it's needed. In terms of his politics he's in his communication, he's brilliant at that. Um, yeah. And I think he's winning a lot of people over. He's been sensible, uh, but he's got to, you know, in politics, things come up all the time and they've got to be able to adapt and, and manage. And sometimes they need to have, you know, show some spine mm. to not always do the popular thing as as Howard did for 11 years. And Timmy, you were tw- is it 22 years you are at Channel 9 for? Yeah, 23 years in the end at Channel 9. And, and look, the last four or five years was on the Today Show with Carl yep. and the gang and, and Richard and, uh, and and ironically and a lot of people, you know, not that people walk around with sort of my career written down in front of them, but I, I worked on the Today Show in the early, early days with Steve and Tracy right. Grimshaw when it was only two hours. By the end of year it was three and a half years. So um, 23 years at Channel 9, uh, look there was so many, you mentioned those Olympic Games and they were the highlights but uh, some of those other uh, early years of producing cricket in India, because the Packers Yes. Or cricket in India, and I, I'd covered the World Cup in '96 as a radio reporter, and went back and produced a few series uh, in India, India versus Zimbabwe, India versus England, and we were teaching Dorishan, the, the national broadcaster, just those finer arts of TV production. But uh, so, sometimes when I look back, uh, I think, what are the funniest bits? And the funniest bits are some of the mistakes, my mistakes, and other people's mistakes. And we used to get these BBC blooper tapes. And there was this one standout moment where this uh, this female Scottish newsreader, Kieran's heard me say this a few times, but it's very funny because she was a strong newsreader but didn't know anything about sport. She goes, now it's time for the Scottish soccer results. And they were 2-1, 1-0, 2 all, 5-0, 1-0, 1-0. <laughs> didn't give a team. And then she goes, on to tennis. And Andre Agassi has beaten Ivan Lendl 7-6, 6-1, 6-2. I won't even tell you what happened with Henri Leconte. But, yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, makes you laugh. <laughs> I've, I've been to India probably um, over the years oh, about fifty times, and um, Thindia, Thindia, yeah. And, and I, uh, I, I was one season where I didn't make the, the touring team, and I, I, I was at Blueberries. Remember Blueberries at North Sydney there, that little nightclub. And I was there probably on about a three day bender, and I, um, I got a phone call from Trevor Hone saying, "Mate, McGrath's injured and Fleming's injured. Get to India straight to the airport, straight off the straight off the plane." I think Rifle got injured in the morning of the match. I ended up bowling. I batted first. I got 29 not out of 13 balls. And Trevor goes, you, you've been practicing since the end of the season. I said, yeah, of course I hadn't been. Been blueberries. Blueberries doing and, your um, best work. And then, uh, and then <laughs> I can't remember who opened the bowling, but um, they got smashed. So I had to come on. I couldn't cool down. So it was about 50 degrees in India, and they're bringing curries into the room. Anyway, I had three overs, none for, none for 10. And Gilly's watching me walk slowly back, sort of swaying, and I collapsed. Collapsed on the field, never played again. Can't give any more for my country. That's <laughs> my last match for Australia. Oh, was it? Yeah, and they've, they've changed the actual um, the contracts now that players have to be on the ground for 48 hours minimum because of health reasons. Wow. Because I uh, I went straight from blueberries to the to the centre wicket. Did you have <laughs> Is this the first time you've revealed that story? Yeah, it's the first time I revealed it. it breaking news here. All right, time for a little break. We have a little lunch now. Um, we're at Timmy Gilbert's house here. Beautiful Dural, actually. And so Timmy's cooking some steaks. He's going to do a Bernay sauce, which I guarantee won't be as good as mine, but we'll give it a go anyway. Some nice salad. And the Gilberts are a gin fan, so we've got some nice gin here from the, um, the Gin Society. Let's get started, boys. It's 
It's no secret I love a gin. And one of our sponsors here, Lunch With Lee, is the Gin Society, which I happen to be a member of. When you sign up, they'll send you a full-size bottle of amazing craft gin delivered to your door every two months, plus the latest issue of their beautiful gin journal magazine and a surprise gift absolutely free. Each gin is sourced by a team of experts looking for exclusive, unique and exquisite drops from around the world. A subscription to the Gin Society is your passport to the world of craft gin. No strings attached. Cancel any time. Check out the website, www.ginsociety.com. All listeners of Lunch With Lee can enjoy an exclusive $20 off their order when they join the Gin Society. Simply visit www.ginsociety.com and just use the code LUNCHWITHLEE20 at checkout. Spartan Sports is recognised as one of the world's most exciting and innovative sporting brands with a community focus. Our product range across cricket, rugby, football, volleyball, basketball and fitness has been developed to sell directly to any club, school, corporate or individual. Go to our website and order directly to your front door, www.spartansportshq.com. Spartan Sports, unearth the warrior in you. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Now, Timmy, um, oh, wow. we've got some exciting news, mate. You and I are now going to be hosting a podcast called Afternoon Sport starting Monday, mate. Yeah, can't wait for that. And I know, Kieran, you, you, you love your sport, Kieran, because you, you, you always listen, watch, scour the net, don't you? Absolutely, yeah. And I'm looking forward to that, boys. It's going to be really exciting as of uh, next week. And what a time to do it. I mean, I, I, I was on here yesterday and we had the – Sydney to Hobart news coming in, mm. and then the first one day or on Friday. I mean, it just it does, it, you know, you get a bit pumped up this time of the year, and particularly after the crazy berserk and, and often difficult year we've had, I think you've timed it beautifully. Can't wait to tune in on as of uh, as of Monday, boys. Yeah, and the what you just said then is is basically what our template is, and it's it's going to be daily show. Uh, around that 30-minute mark, so perfect for the drive home, and you will get the very latest. You'll get the snapshot of all the headlines that are happening, and then we're going to do deep dives on a, on a variety it. of subjects with, with special guests. So for sports lovers, and this country is, is built on loving sport, and mm. as everyone's starting to pull back the curtains after a bludger of a year, it's been the most ordinary year any of us can remember when the world's wobbled on its axis. So we can start to think about, I know Brenda Bella's probably not in uh, Sydney to Hobart or Ragamuffin, but I always remember <laughs> those great names. I can't wait for it. Yeah, we, we'll have fun as well. We, we, we'll, you know, we'll talk. We're going to talk properly about sport and, yeah. and, and get behind the eyes of it a bit. Yeah, we want to bring it from the change room, I suppose, and uh, with, with 
with real guests who have played they're real sportsmen. You know, Steve Menzies is going to be guesting the show, Brett Kamali, Matt Dunning from Rugby Union. We've got some really, really good um, experts to draw on. And, um, yeah, you can be able to get that on Spotify, wherever you get your, your podcast from. So it starts Monday, Afternoon Sport. Afternoon Sport. And I reckon there's, there'd probably be about 140 kilos in the in the recording. <laughs> Minimum, mate. <laughs> I was going to ask Shano about – we've got um, the Indians coming, Shano. What's uh, – Watching Coley play, yeah. how do you reflect on his um, presence in the game? Because as a fan, he seems to me to be one of the, if not the best player of his generation, certainly the top two or three. He's the greatest modern-day player bar none. He's, I think he's the greatest player of spin, and he's the most competitive Indian player, even surpasses um, Tendulkar, and he's really leading his men. He, he demands excellence. He has that team really mm. fit. Our, our real trump card, I think, not to use a political term, but our real trump card this year is his wife because she's going to give birth and he has to leave mm. the second test. Thank goodness. Oh, right. so, so we'd have to bottle him second test. But it's mm. going to be a fantastic series to watch. We've got Warner back this time with, with Smith and all the batsmen are in really good form. So we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, and we're going to analyse all the sport and particularly the cricket over, over the summer. And then, look, I don't want to turn this into lunch with no. the Gilberts, but no. <laughs> I, uh, I want to ask you the question, will Steve Smith... Captain Australia will will he take over when because Tim Payne he hasn't got much to go. I don't think he will, and I don't think we want him to actually captain again. Um, I think he is our our best batsman bar none. He'll go down as one of the greats, probably just behind Bradman, I reckon in the end. But I don't think we want to put that pressure on him with captaincy. So like, you don't think he'll ever captain Australia? No, I, again? I, I don't think he will, and I don't think we want him to score. We want to score as many runs as he can, and uh, just go out there and bat and go into his little Steve Smith world of his own and. And as he touches himself 55 times before he faces the ball, yeah. That's not overcomplicated. It's idiosyncrasies, aren't they? It sure is. If you're enjoying this episode of Lunch with Lee, why don't you check out a previous episode where I speak to Guy Sebastian and Ed Cowan about all things sport and music. Now, just one little thing I wanted to ask you, Kieran, too, with the state borders. They're going to pull these borders down for Queensland's happening. WA, is that going to stay intact, do you think? Uh, look, I'm, I, I'm certainly hoping so, Shane. I, I Look, if I had to put money on it, I'd say yes. Australia, despite some of the niggles here and there, you wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world. I yeah, mean, we've point. been... It's been brilliant what's uh, what they've been able to achieve, and I know that the federal and state governments have had, as I say, the odd niggle over timing and severity and whatever else. But at the end of the day, I think when we all kick back and have a cold one at Christmas, we can reflect on the fact that this country has been able to manage this absolute shocker of a year and mm. the virus better, better than anyone. The only the only country really that goes close is our Anzac brothers across the ditch. But other than that. It's been a triumph for this country, and I think we're going to bounce back. I had a, an economist on yesterday really talking up um, the state of the, the, the economy. The unemployment rate hasn't gone as bad as first thought, so hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed, that 2021 is a, a, a brighter year for all of us. And, Timmy, talk about pulling the borders down, mate. As a, a sort of a meat-eating, sports-loving bloke... A ute driving bloke, mm. you love the sound of music, I believe. Absolutely. <laughs> you'll, you'll, kind, you'll kindly remember that there's some rooms in this house that are not to be disturbed. Um, yeah, Georg von Trapp, Maria, uh, Kurt, Rolf, uh, the whole gang, you know, the whole shooting match. I love it. Uh, you know, Liesl running around the sort of 
um, rotunda. <laughs> I am six. Like, I just, I just. You sure, like, it's, Rod, not, you sure the, it's not Tim Von Gilbert? <laughs> <laughs> but the Rogers, the Rogers and Hammerstein music, and, and Christopher Plummer singing Avida Sen. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, no, I love it. No, Edelweiss. Edelweiss. Avida Sen. Edelweiss. I and it doesn't stop there. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The, the original with Gene Wilder. You, you know when uh, when Veruca comes in and. Um, he says, he goes, the strawberries taste like strawberries. The blueberries taste like blueberries. The snozberries taste like snozberries. And she goes, is that such thing as snozberries? He goes, Veruca, my dear, we are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams. <laughs> wow. Oh, jeez, who would have thought? Now, I like to ask the question. I know, mate, I know. Well, I'd like to ask every guest on the show the same question, and I'll ask you first, Kieran. What advice would you give to a young, aspiring journalist right now? if they wanted to take on a career in journalism? Don't give up. It's, you know, like any field. I, I think that mistakes, everyone makes mistakes. Uh, and in Australia, I think um, sometimes we're too quick to, you know, uh, well, compare it to other countries. United States, they, they, they breed success in many respects, in business, whatever else, but they recognise you've got to make mistakes. And I think the best in our country know you have to, Learn from those hiccups and don't give up. Yeah, very good advice. Timmy, what advice would yeah, you give? Yeah, look, I think that that is fantastic advice. I'll, I'll offer another tier to it, and and it, that resilience is everything. What do they say? Success is the the intersection of inspiration and perspiration, and I think that you just need that. There's going to be people that say to you, oh, no, no, mate, because it happened to me. Uh, you're not going to be me. You're too old. You're too fat. Your voice isn't quite right. Mm. This, that, or the other. The other thing that I would say is to young people and thankfully we do live in a different world to when I first began is don't put up with poor behavior don't don't put up with poor behavior from bosses mm. or from others in, in an environment and, and at 53 I feel old enough to say it yeah. but I just I just think that that is 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 a good part of the new world that we're living in and it's the world that all of our you've got three children kieran's got mm. two i've got three that the, the world that they're growing into a lot a lot has been said uh to sort of say that we're living oh the world's not as good well i think in so many ways it's way better and I, yeah that's that's another don't you don't you reckon kieran you sort of got to you know yeah. go hard but own your own space there's there's, there's no room for that that kind of bad behavior no exactly and and you know bullying and that sort of thing it's it's uh, it should be a thing of uh, the past let's hope it is I agree. And, and certainly you know you do anything to protect your kids from it and i think it should be said of any young person in any industry heading out that they should receive the same sort of respect well i want to thank you both for coming on the show i think um, i've known you both for for a very long time now over 20 years and you guys have never changed it's nice to see two brothers looking out for each other too i know i'm, Thanks, from, I'm from a close family which is really really nice and now it's lovely to have kieran von gilbert and tim <laughs> von, von gilbert on the show <laughs> Alfie, same, Shane. and likewise to you Thanks and, and i know i've met grant a few times because kieran played a lot with grant and of course binger i work a lot with and it's the same and, and that's that's a really nice thing good boys thanks guys thanks for coming on the show cheers cheers mate that's it for Lunch With Lee this week. A big thank you goes out to our guests, Tim and Kieran Gilbert. Thanks to Hilton Headley for your hard work behind the scenes and making things happen. And thanks to our sponsors, The Gin Society, Spartan Sports and O'Brien Beer. Make sure you hit subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. And do us a favour, hit five stars. And if you're passionate, leave a review. And come check us out on our socials. I'm at Lunch With Lee. Next week, we'll be chatting some more legends about sport, music and business on another cracker episode of Lunch With Lee. We'll see you then. Yeah.